Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 541, the not necessarily the box office report for the week ending January 12th, but 2020. Kind of, but kind of the box office. Well, yeah, well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Of. We have never said that when we introduced it. <laughs> right. <this way. laughs> it could still encompass it. It could, yes. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. But probably. It's it's a safe bet. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely, but... <laughs> but not, not necessarily. But not yeah. necessarily. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should uh, go around the table and I'll introduce ourselves. This is Paul. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts where you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe. You should definitely subscribe so you never miss an episode. Why would you want to miss one of these? <laughs> oh. Witty banter. Yes. And uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Real spoilers, like the page, join the group. Uh, it's a little bit easier for for listeners to start conversations in the group. Yeah. Sometimes people get confused as to the difference. Um, and uh, a lot of people have been posting about uh, they're doing the 365 movie challenge. Good for you guys. Yeah. That's... Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> I have a, I have created a fold, like a, a, an album. And right. I'll just start throwing posters in there of stuff that I watch. When I watch it, and uh, it'll be interesting as far to see as I get. without trying how close you get to. I guess that's true. So Spath last year, right? Eight hundred. Oof. Yeah, and I was like, that's not fair. Like you have to watch them for your job, right? It's and his he job. He was like, yeah. Nah, I still count it. But you like, know, yeah, okay. the thing is, I wasn't going to do it first either because it seems so daunting. But then I realized, like, you know, when me and Katie are hanging out, we're watching movies. Like watching a movie when we're, you know, a night is not that. Yeah, but like you're what, watching TV shows that equate to a movie, like right. the time spent. But then is I had not... to stop watching TV shows. <laughs> right, right. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like we don't watch as many TV shows. But like we'll throw on a Disney movie, right? So like right. the time spend is not that daunting when you like equate it to the TV shows you guys been. Oh, totally. You know? It's more just like I watch TV yeah. too, and if I was watching a movie at night, I right. would cut into my TV viewing. Right, but yeah. you, but you <laughs> know, I think who so... would want to who would want to cut into your repeat viewing of Saint Elsewhere? Exactly. Right. <laughs> but when you say no, thank you, it makes it sound like oh my god, I don't have the time to watch. 
but you're watching all these TV oh, shows. Oh, yeah, no, so I'm not. Ju- I'm are you just... saying that you want me to stop watching wrestling? Is <laughs> right. that what you're suggesting? Like, no, right here's, here's what he's saying. <laughs> we don't want you to stop watching wrestling. Stop talking about wrestling. Stop it. talking yeah. about wrestling. <laughs> In the 365 Challenge, are they only movies you haven't seen no. before? It's no. any movie Anything. that you are watching throughout, like... So yeah, that, I mean, that's like, the way I would like do it. You guys like, watch a lot of movies. I mean, we're movie people. And I just want to, so, since yeah. it's a podcast and people yeah. don't have visuals, I just want to say the face Paul just made was like <laughs> pussies. He <laughs> <laughs> said three sixty five. I'll He's double like, that. Oh. <laughs> like you, you count movies <laughs> that you watch again. <laughs> I just, I just realized it's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, most of us probably do watch a movie a day. You just don't think of it that yeah. way, especially if you've already. seen I think it. the other thing you have. To take in mind or keep in mind for, for people like me and Paul is that are there 365 movies left we I, haven't seen? It's exactly like, what, what I was we're just so thinking. old we've seen them all. <laughs> exactly. Like, there are there are lots yeah. of movies we haven't seen that we don't want to <laughs> right. see. Right. At this point, it's purposeful. <laughs> You're not going to make me watch Howard the Duck. I don't right. care how much money you give me. <laughs> I'm Leah, not going to do it. It's Leah Thompson. Okay. Yeah. In bed with a duck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> okay, name three movies that she was in that don't have the word Back to the Future in it. Uh, the, what's the Space Camp one? Space, Space Camp. Camp. There we go. Howard the Duck. And we're She's done. having a baby? No. I don't think that was her. No. That wasn't her? No. I don't remember who do, was in do, that. Do, do. Oh, she was just in something. You're thinking of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of. She was just in something I watched, and I can't remember the name uh, of it. But she, yeah, she I was, did just see Leah That was Elizabeth from, McGovern. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Carolina in the City. Yeah, that's a TV show. <laughs> you know, this is. Like, you remember Steve Allen? Yeah, who was famous for starting the Tonight Show, yes. et cetera, et cetera. And people wrote like five hundred songs. Well, no, the joke about him was, uh, you got to be impressed by a guy like Steve Allen. He wrote ten thousand songs. Oh yeah, name two. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we know his theme song, and then no one knows another one. <laughs> He's yeah. on Saint Elsewhere. Is he really? Yeah, That's he funny. plays uh, one of the characters' fathers. Long lost. Was that? Father. Does, do people just kind of drop in and out of that show? Yeah, like weird cameos. You're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, especially at the beginning, there were I, I wouldn't even call them cameos, but there were lots of people that went on to be big deals that weren't big Is deals. Fishburne on there? Uh, I don't remember him, but like Jason Bateman was on there. Tim Robbins was on there. If Fishburne was on it, it was he was still Larry. Yeah, yeah, right. How old was Bateman? I mean, he, he was a chi- he started as a child actor. Oh, I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, he was on Silver Spoons, and he had a show called It's Your Move, which apparently today was the 35th anniversary of the Dregs of Humanity episode, oh. which is just brilliant television. The Hogan family, the Hogan that's what family. I remember him from yeah. Teen Wolf Two. It was Valerie. Yeah, and then it was oh, the Hogan that's right, family. that's right. Is Valerie their mom? So Valerie was was it was based around. Uh, what um, Valerie Harper? Valerie Harper, yeah, who played Rhoda on Mary right, Tyler Moore, right? And then and on Rhoda, and on Rhoda, <laughs> oddly enough, also guest starred on Phyllis. Yeah, oh, <laughs> ne- was never on Lou Grant. Yeah, there's a whole Mary Tyler Moore shared universe out there. Yeah. Oh, is there really? And, oh, yeah, because there was lots of spinoffs. It's oh, the okay. MTMU, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which Saint Elsewhere is technically a part of. Yes, that's and, right. Uh, um, but uh, is that the show that ties all the ones yes, together? Yes, that's yeah. the one that ties yeah. everything yeah. together, like ninety percent of television. Crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, then she on Valerie, she got in a salary dispute. Okay, and was like, "It's named after me. <laughs> yeah. It's and my then show." She left, and uh, and then they were, and then it became the Hogan. Was it the Hogan? It was, I, so it was the Hogan family that was like a wo- a, a woman. 
It was Sandy Duncan. Sandy Dun- yeah, Duncan. They brought right. in Sandy Duncan. Okay, okay. And, uh, to play Mary Tyler Moore? No. To, <laughs> to play the new... Was she like yeah, a... Stepmother or was, aunt was, or was something? Was she like... Did they hire a nanny or something? I thought... I, don't know, I, thought, they, I, thought I never really watched it all that much. But the dad was a pilot. Was it called the Hogan family or was it called the Hogans? It was the Hogan family. I thought it was called the Hogan. No, that's you know, Hogan no. knows best. No, you know what it was? They called it the Hogans, I think, and then in syndication, brother, they called the whole thing. They took Valerie off of it, oh. and they called the whole show the Hogan family. I remember oh, on the Hogans, okay. they went to New York and got some sandwiches, and they called it Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long walk. Wow. <laughs> but I appreciate that's it. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You're watching new movies. I'm doing that. <laughs> right. Well. So you, uh, speaking of uh, non-new movies, I watched with uh, the kids on Friday. Friday, for, uh, War Games. Oh, oh how'd that okay. go over? Have you seen War Games mm-hmm. recently? Mm-hmm. Not, Not recently. recently. Totally holds up. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's fun and funny to laugh at it because the technology is so like ridiculously sure, old. Sure. But just like as a movie, like I mean, that's Broderick playing the computer, playing the playing the, the computer, computer guy. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's and uh, and and Ali Sheedy and that's yeah. Dabney Coleman in the era of monochrome screens and text only no <laughs> graphics yeah like and it's it was fun just talking to the kids where I was I'm trying to explain to them like there there was no interface like if you used a computer you knew computer code like, right, you, right there was no there was, was nothing black for screen you. with green yeah. lettering that was about or it. amber or amber yes yeah. correct and of all the all the crazy old technology that blew their minds in war games is when he pulls out a floppy disk that's the size of a record <laughs> album yeah. and stuff uh, i think the thing that blew their mind the most was when he he hacks into the united system to book uh airline tickets for them mm-hmm. and uh and he's booking the airline tickets and he turns to her and he says Smoking or non-smoking? Uh, <laughs> and they were like, what? what? Yeah. Yeah, that was a Smoking thing. on a plane? Oh, like, yeah. They used to Did have... Did you tell them doctors used to do surgery and smoke cigarettes yeah. in the <laughs> surgery they, room? Airplanes used to have ashtrays uh-huh. embedded yeah. in the armrests. Oh, yeah. I remember those. <laughs> absolutely. That's so weird. Yeah. All that absolutely. How about the giant phone coupler? You had to take the phone, a real landline phone, and take it off the hook and put it on this giant coupler Yeah, because that was the modem that for was his computer. Oh, 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 oh. And that's what he does in the movie. He's got one of those. Yeah. He's got one of those bad boys. It seems yeah. that Ferris Bueller might have a, a history with hacking computers. Yeah, there is some similarity, <laughs> and they both changed their grades. Right, and, right, yeah, right. So. Was that Elizabeth Shue? Who was uh, it? Oh, Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Oh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. And it was directed by John Batham. Yeah. Should I know who that is? Uh, the director of Saturday, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And uh, Stakeout. He did that. Yep. And, and yeah. another Stakeout. And another Stakeout. And, and another Stakeout. Yet and another, another Stakeout. stakeout. <laughs> Again, yes, yeah, but uh, yeah, I was really surprised at how well that movie held up. Like it was like, you know, it was. I mean, it held your attention. All right, even a even a thirteen year old girl of the present day was like, <laughs> she was dialed your, in. Literally, she set her phone down yeah. and was paying attention. It was like, <laughs> what's gonna? Oh happen? man, are you That's, sure that wasn't her hologram just watching? It? <laughs> <laughs> Can I mention something based on a guy who died recently? I don't know if you guys mentioned uh, a guy named Neil Innes. Did you talk about him on the show? No. no. Neil Innes was a guy who wrote uh, funny songs, not just parodies, but but funny songs from Monty Python. And, oh, and, sure. And, and you know, Holy Grail has some of his stuff in it. Um, and he did, with Eric Idle, 
a uh, TV movie in 1976 or 77 called All You Need Is Cash about the, the Ruddles. The, the Ruddles. The Ruddles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Yes, I just found out about this. Yeah. It, God, it, I feel so old that like you had no idea. I had no existed. idea this yeah. was a thing. It's, it, it's, I listened to one of their songs and it was hilarious. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect parody of the Beatles. It, yeah. If you've ever seen the Beatles documentary or you know anything about their story, The Ruddles is a parody of it. That is so perfect that George Harrison <laughs> appears in the Ruddles, but not as George Harrison. I think that was the base, the inspiration for Spinal Tap. Correct. If I remember right. It, it, like it, it, that was, it was really the first mockumentary yeah, about yeah, yeah, rock yeah. and roll. And, uh, and it was so funny and so good. And it had a whole bunch of people from Saturday Night Live on it because it was directed by Gary Weiss, who at the time was doing short films for SNL. Yeah. And also... Uh, uh, Lauren Michaels was one of the executives. I said he was oh, really? and it, when it aired in the states for the first time, it actually aired in place of an SNL, like when they would have like normally a summertime when, a nor- when they would have normally done a repeat, like like on that fourth Saturday when they're off after they've done three shows. They normally do three on, two off, and and all right. and and uh, it aired there. And only the cool kids were talking about this on Monday morning because yeah. everybody else expected to see SNL. Right. This came on and they were like, I don't know what that is and I'm not watching this. And they turned it <laughs> off. Which is what like what normal people did like when they tried the same thing with Saturday Night Wrestling and then they... Saturday Night's main event. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We didn't watch it. <laughs> no, you So did. there's no way for us to know. It did great numbers. The, re- <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because you can watch this thing on YouTube yes. for free. Yeah. The whole... It's like an hour without commercials. It's like an hour and six minutes. It's called All You Need Is Cash by the Ruddles. So funny. Cool. Yeah. So great. It's very, yeah. I, I, and they were actually doing a reunion tour with no Eric Idle. But, right. But they oh, were really? out on the road doing, because I, I got shopped at my job, and I was like, hmm. And then they're like, but no Eric Idle. And I was just like, that's boy, deal, deal that's, breaker. that's a tough sell. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that. that's really cool, but that's a tough sell. The guys that brought to you? Monty Python, but yeah. not by the guys from Monty Python. Yeah, Eric Idle's in it. He plays the reporter who's covering or telling the story of the Ruddles, a legend that will last a lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also one of, he's the Paul McCartney-like guy, and Neil Innes plays the John Lennon-like guy, and the other two guys don't look anything like uh, <laughs> uh, George Harrison and Ringo Starr, <laughs> but it's so funny and so clever. But they do look so like Pete perfect. Best and Stuart Sutcliffe, <laughs> which works out better, yeah. you know? If you're a really big nerd. <laughs> yeah. So all you need is cash is what it's called yeah. by the Ruddles. Yes. And uh, I guess while we're speaking of famous deaths, we should probably talk about Buck Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Sad so, day. Speaking yeah. of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he he held the record for most guest host slots for a oh, long really? time. Did 10 of them. He was wow. on there oh. all the time in the early days. I mean, he was on there a lot. Especially he was on there when a lot of people didn't want to be on there. Sure. You know, sure. like when it was kind of dicey as to what this show was. It would, but he would do it. So he was like a fill-in host, like someone that would fill in for Carson. Like he would. Fill I mean, in practically, yeah, totally. But order. yeah, who holds the record now? For most guest host slots? No one's ever done more than 10. Oh, oh I no, thought, I think Steve I think Martin Steve has. Because Steve 10? Martin was on there. you got to remember, Holy. Steve Martin's been guest hosting oh, since the 70s. Yeah. Okay. I mean... I was thinking Tom Hanks, maybe. No, Baldwin, maybe. Well, yeah, we're talking... I mean, not counting the Trump not stuff. Not counting the Trump stuff. He's hosted that show uh, a more bunch. than a half a dozen. 10 yeah. just seems like a lot. I didn't realize yeah, that people Yeah, but I guess that's true. If you've, been, if you've been doing it since the 70s, that's yeah, easy. That's, I didn't know they... I didn't know, like, Martin used to fill in like that. Alex Baldwin. With how many? Uh, let's see, record for uh, 17 episodes, beating out Steve Martin's 15. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But that may just be appearances. No, it says hosting. Really? It says specifically says 
Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Alec, Alec Baldwin seven. I can't and that imagine. That dude's been acting, and since... he's probably done fifteen just as Trump. So I <laughs> oh, mean, at least you know what I mean. So like that number would be way higher if that's we count. That's right. insane. I just can't imagine. Like I mean, because you're not going to have a repeat in the same season. How many right. years has SNL been on? Uh, forty-five. Seven? This is their forty-fifth season, I oh, believe. Man, but I mean, so he was on as a young guy, like when he was. Oh, and he sure. probably yeah. started in the in the eighties. Yeah, he was on yeah. like Hunt for Red October. Alec yeah, Baldwin. Glenn okay. Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. That's just surprising. The shadow. And like, well, the thing is, I don't think of Alec Baldwin as being funny until like thirty rock years. Right. Like, I mean, he was he was a great actor in his younger days. Well, I mean, he Beetlejuice. Was, I think he, but he got thirty rock because he was so funny on SNL. Yeah. Okay. I mean, don't forget. I mean, sweaty balls. That yeah. sweaty balls. Well, yeah, uh, but the, he was still the I mean, scoutmaster. Sure. That's, yeah, yeah. Which but probably wouldn't play well today. I don't realize he was funny. Well, Buck the, Henry. Oh. One of his reoccurring things is he's like the creepy uncle, Uncle at a, Roy, at a girl's <laughs> slumber party, oh. and he's like talking the girls into climbing all over him. Yeah. And like, yeah, like I can't do that anymore. Play. He's also no. in the lift fur- up your dresses, and he takes pictures of their panties. Yeah, Gilda Radner and Lorraine Newman played the nieces. The girls, yeah. There's no, girls, why don't you have a seat on this glass table and I'll sit under it? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, I mean you could never, Can you believe ever, like ever that, do it. And that now. was just a joke back in the day. Yeah. Like, ha-ha. Well, it's, it's a joke now. It just doesn't play mm. anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything could be a joke. I just That's mean, like, that was like, you know, primetime television. Everyone's like, ah so <laughs> Well, funny. not primetime. It was late night. But okay, still. Yeah, because sure. they were not ready for primetime. But, Buck, right. but well, you know, speaking of TV with Buck Henry, how about Get Smart? He and Mel Brooks created get smart yeah and the, most of the stuff in the first two seasons was buck henry because mel brooks was off writing things yeah he'd yeah. already oh. doing other stuff yeah but huh. uh and, and they, the graduate the graduate the graduate he co-directed really? heaven can wait yeah which have you ever seen heaven can wait the one such Baby? a good movie is that where he comes back as somebody else yeah he comes back like he dies and yeah he, and he yes, comes yes, back yes. as a football player and yes yeah like james mason jack warden jack warden that that's a movie Julie that, hold, Christie. that holds up too. Yeah. I oh, think. Really? I watched it not too long ago, and that's a Did that's you a get good movie. The kid to watch it. No, well, she's a little young for romantic comedies to hold her attention. That's fair. That's, you know? that's a good point. Yeah, she'll get there, but yeah, but but it, but that definitely hold held up. Yeah, Honey, so. which one would bore you more if Daddy talked about romantic comedies or reincarnation? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do I have a movie for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it when it's a movie that like you don't think will interest you that like completely rivets you. Like I'm not a war movie guy at all, but like yeah. the dirty dozen. Oh, oh. such a great That's such like, a great movie. Moneyball. Yeah. I yeah, always totally. use Moneyball. That's totally. a baseball don't, movie. The social yeah. network. Right. Baseball movie about statistics. You know, right. like it sounds <laughs> like it's not even just like Field of Dreams level. We're talking about like stats. Dirty Dozen is a, is a great example of a, a western that doesn't play against type, but kind of breaks out of the mold. You mean a war movie? What I say? Yeah, western? you said yeah, a western. Yeah, a war like, movie. I was no, I was thinking. I was thinking of a western that like did that, but it that really. Think of the Magnificent any. Seven as a western. Probably you're yeah, like there you go. That yeah, that still plays into the western. Yeah, like well, Dirty, Dirty a, Dozen it's is based on a samurai movie though. That's so. true. That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> and our final score to... today: The Dirty Dozen, The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he also created a show. Do you remember Captain Nice? I do. Oh. And it starred William Daniels. As Carter Nash. Yeah, who we know is Dr. Mark Craig from St. Elsewhere, who you guys know is Dr. Feeney, or Mr. Mr. Feeney. Oh, I know him as Kit. B- from Boy yeah. Me- or, yeah. The, yeah, or Kit. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, uh, and it Love was basically David. like, Get Get Smart was a hit, so yeah. it was like, let, let's do something similar, and it's, he's a superhero. 
Ah. But it, it was it was like ten or fifteen years before the Greatest American Hero. Oh yeah, because this guy was like an accidental superhero, right. mm. and the reason he called himself Captain Nice is because he had a belt buckle with his initials C N on it, and he he, he kept <laughs> oh. it on while he was wearing the superhero outfit. And somebody said, "What does that stand for?" Uh, Captain, Captain Nice. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that one at all. I mean, it only lasted for like a thirteen season. episodes okay. or maybe a season. It did not. I Comedy Central showed it. Back in the early days when they were desperate for content. Oh, sure. And hmm. there was a similar show that was on at the same time called Mr. Terrific. Also just lasted one season. Yeah, I don't remember that one. <laughs> were they competing? Yes. Nice that's actually, that's, like, that's actually a DC But you would see that. I mean, oh think about goodness. like Adam's Family and yeah. the and, Monsters. And the Monsters, sure. yeah. Bewitched, and I Dream of Genie. That, it's just like that you. idea that didn't even take, I guess knowing now it didn't even take off. It's just funny that they were like, we need our competing rando superhero guy show. You know, like that. <laughs> oh, but, no, uh, they started at the same time. Yeah. They, it, it wasn't one watch the other and said, we have to do one like that. They went on the air the same season but, yeah. on the same night. So who, that's even stranger like they got the idea to put a rando superhero guy show on at the same time yeah. like, spies that's what it is i mean it's probably yeah like yeah. i yeah. mean someone had to have heard that was happening there's that is too weird i mean la to be was especially back then was a small town yeah, it's an sure. industry and people get wind and they're like oh, we should do that yeah, too. yeah. and you also got to figure there were only three networks yeah. so even if it wasn't a huge hit if it if it was a big enough hit you only had to carve out a third of the audience to that's justify true, your yeah. existence. Yeah. You, you can't know? get network numbers anymore. Right. Like, like these shows now, they have to judge on different uh, benchmarks. Because oh, totally. It's, I mean, not just from three channels, but from basic cable. I mean, as it's all the way to now with streaming, it's such a different game. And, and uh, these shows, so many shows get made and so many shows get canceled. And networks are like, oh, those are failures. But they're working in such a different world now. Yeah. It's, it's also, hard. it could have been, you know, Tom goes into the office to pitch his show. They say, uh, we don't want to do that. He goes to the other place. Mm -hmm. They say, okay, we'll do that. Then the, the first place, place hears yeah. about it and says, okay, we got to do one like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spies I mean, like Joseph. That's what I'm saying. Spies. <laughs> also, can, can, we, can we acknowledge the fact that Tom has been chomping at the bit for old timey people to come back yes. on the show? So he could have something to talk about. <laughs> 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 he hasn't even mentioned the show share names yet. <laughs> I know. I still have them up. 20 ready minutes to go. Got yeah. super we better do it because we got lots of news and box office. Okay, so let's do that. People, <laughs> Not necessarily, but. People who were kind enough to share the show this week were uh, Carl Clarkson, Susan Carlson, Chris Williams, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Sanders, Travis T. Witt, Griffin Fox Smith, Ron Johnson, Chris Magic Man, Dustin at Nerds and Night Gaming. Tammy Sherman Powers, Julianne Jordan, Librarian Cynthia, Aaron Marlowe, Lane Levanway, Tom Comiskey, Brad Hyen, Colby, Colby Mack, and Brent Smith. So uh, thank you very much for sharing the show. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash realspoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and the pride in knowing you did a good thing. Yeah. Got a couple so. new things coming this week on there, so look out for those. Awesome. So, uh, so there, there's all that. What uh, what's this news yeah, you chopping what, what kind of bench? news you got? What's this news you have that's more important <laughs> yeah. than Captain Nice from nineteen sixty seven? And Mister Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know I know that most of our listeners are looking for early nineteen hundreds TV news <laughs> but, or uh, facts, but there's some current news going on. One is that uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange, which I thought was a great refreshing entry into yep. MCU. I remember when, if you remember, Doctor Strange was at a time when all the movies were kind of feeling the same, and there was a beam of light in the sky, every bad guy, it was the same showdown in the third act, mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange did that extremely clever thing. Which Very I, different movie. Yeah, you know. Was, it's, same, it's basically the same story as Iron Man, but it's, similar. it's, but it's 
in the the horror world, but it's a little darker, it's a little and it's yeah, it's got that, and and it's it's excellent. It's yeah. an excellent MCU film, and so I really feel like Scott Derrickson brought that that energy, and as most MCU films do, you know, he brought his spin to the universe with it, uh, and apparently he had creative differences. He uh, apparently wanted to go more horror with it, and Feige was like, nope. Well, yeah, because they're trying to tie it into WandaVision, yeah. which is not going to be horror-centric. And no. so I'm guessing I don't know. Horror, like, so, I'm just saying, like, it's I wouldn't call WandaVision the new horror show on I the I don't Disney know Plus. about that. The only really? reason I say that is because if it's based on what I think, if it's based on the Tom King Vision series, like, what what the Scarlet Witch's powers are, like, in the yeah. comics at least, they haven't really gotten into what she can do in the in the movies, but mm-hmm. she can warp reality. Like, yeah. she can, her big thing was, like, she's the one that killed all of the mutants mm-hmm. in the comic book. She just said, yeah. no more mutants, and poof, they were all gone. Uh, Isn't so, she the one that, didn't she make them kill each other? Because, no. Okay. She, she created the House of M, mm-hmm. which was, like, she said, no more mutants, and mm-hmm. it, like, decimated the mutant population in the comics. Okay. I thought the show was going to be she creates her own reality where the vision is still alive. Maybe he doesn't look like the comic book version mm. of the vision. Uh, he looks more like Paul Bettany at this point. And she kind of creates this life. But it's uh, what was the movie where was it Shutter Island where everything around Leonardo DiCaprio, you think it's supposed to be this mystery, but it turns out it's spoilers for Shutter Island because it's a massive spoiler. Like it's everybody at the hospital trying to play a yeah. part. That's to, to break Leo Leo's mm. character out of this funk. That's the way I thought WandaVision was going to go. Well, now, maybe one of the parts, but so WandaVision, I think, is like a three-part series, and it's going to be very different tonally. Like, each of the parts, like, one is going to be like a sitcom with the two of them. Like a set, like a 60s sitcom. Yeah, and yeah. then the next one is going to be... Now you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, it's, it's interesting. Like, WandaVision is going to take place in these different time periods or different tones, so it's like sitcom, then it's going to be like MCU movie style, and then maybe there's a weirder one, more horror or something, but it's actually just it's only a few of them but they're all very different from one another yeah um but anyway so they went their ways didn't uh, astro city do something like that they did where it's like you would get they would have they would give you comics that were like mm-hmm. here's this guy here's what this story would have played like and you know in the golden age yes. and then silver age i and love then, that book yeah astro city was fantastic yeah yeah so apparently scott derrickson actually was uh recently uh was hanging out with ryan johnson who is helping him <laughs> out with some personal struggles <laughs> they're just like you know what uh you can't talk to that guy yeah. you gotta go <laughs> so i mean if that tells you're you anything, grounded if you know you know everything that he went through with the last jedi so uh but he he had some tweets on december 16th derrickson said studio release dates are the enemy of art uh, then on december 19th where? he I, said that, you're, I, mean, you're, I have a problem with that as well. Uh, yeah, like you're playing in their sandbox. You knew the deal when you like yeah. they've been making these movies for 12 years now. Yeah. Like you know when somebody's saying that on Iron Man two or something, okay, but but you're Doctor Strange two. You're you, what? We're three years past the first one. You knew the deal when you signed yeah. up. Yeah, but either way, I mean, just to show where this, you know, obviously there's stuff going on. On December 19th, he said most major life choices come with major regrets. It's unavoidable, but the worst choice is not choosing at all. Hell is sitting down at the crossroads. So, you know, just really weird cryptic tweets. And then he was like, thank you, Ryan Johnson, on December 25th, taking time out of his vacation, uh, just paraphrasing here to hang out with me, grateful for him. Mm-hmm. So stuff's going on. And then it was announced this last week that he's it's off. A sh- and- it is a shame. I feel like he's a, I don't want to say he's the most interesting direct. Probably he actually, he probably is. Like, he's probably one of the more, more interesting directors that the MCU had, uh, with the exception of James Gunn at this mm-hmm. point. 
so it is a shame to see him leave that project. Uh, I'd be interested to see who well, they, they want to replace him with. Ruben Fletcher from which Venom. sounds <laughs> awful. I mean, what are you doing? On one hand, oh, no, I like I thought, Zombieland. I thought he was but... doing Uncharted. No, I just remember what I just. Oh, I think he's doing Uncharted. I think they want him to do Uncharted. Oh, was it just Uncharted? I thought that they were looking eyeballing him for this movie. No, too. I don't think so. Okay, because no, yeah, they are looking at him yeah. for Uncharted. Which, okay, I can I can handle that one. You know, I mean, until they get something really wrong, yeah, that's kind of the you they know, know you, more about it than I do. I'm I, sure. They they've earned that <laughs> latitude because I mean, we could read like that's we could have <laughs> sat here. You know, seven, eight years ago, it had been like the guys who directed me, myself, when you, me, and Dupree. Yeah, right. You know, they're going to make the highest grossing film of all time. You're putting them in charge. (laughs) Like, their background is you, me, and Dupree, and some episodes of Community, which I loved, but like, you don't watch that and think these guys are ready to handle a a movie of this magnitude. Well, I mean, like, I mean, Peyton Reed is the prime example. Like, Peyton, but the, and the Russos as well. But when Peyton Reed comes on to do Ant Man, you're like, Yeah, the guy from Marley and Me. <laughs> okay, I guess. Yeah, but so, I mean, like the Russos are the like the heads of the MCU yeah. at this point. Like they that whole like for the last I don't know, three from, four from years Civil War. Yeah, no, Winter since Soldier. like Phase Two to, to to current, they've been kind of the head they of came, it. They came on at Winter Soldier. Yeah, and and their only movie was You Me and Dupree. So yeah. like, I feel like that was <laughs> the biggest question mark. And sure. they're amazing, but they're huge comic book fans, right? Honestly, maybe go get the guy that's doing. I mean, if you want a horror guy and that's what you want, go get the guy that's doing the Invisible Man. Who is that? That's the dude. That's James Wan's. Oh, like partner. Okay, so the, I was going to say James Wan, but the, I would love. I mean, I he's mean, a DC guy. Sign me up. You oh, know, they can jump point. back and forth. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if there's turmoil, they maybe. Can jump. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say James Gunn, but that was an oddly specific. Yes. Yeah, I think he threaded you know, a needle on that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was a. Time. Yeah, so I think, I think there's a payer. Don't you dare go over that other studio. Yeah, <laughs> but I think uh, he's a Warner Brothers guy. I think all of the Conjuring stuff. Is sure. All oh yeah, Brothers, it I is. It is. Um, so in other MCU news, did you see that Iron Man could return, says of course. RDJ? Oh, oh, yeah. well, duh. Like <laughs> Anyone who's ever actually read comic books yeah. knows yeah, right. no one's ever truly no, gone. I no. just, I mean, if they do that, they better give that some time, though, because the impact of the end of 23 movies. Well, just like, go back in time. That's all. If you, if you want to bring him back. Do go have go back in time. Don't bring him to present but not day. In the ne- well, yeah, exactly. You but- de-age him to Iron Boy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but but I but I mean that was so impactful, and yeah, it was I agree. this whole arc. If they bring him back in this next phase, and he's just like a part of the Avengers, I swear. I, I mean, think that's- I think if they were to if they, they could do one of two ways, you can go do a time travel thing where you go back to two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and you have that Tony Stark, or he's the new Jarvis. Yeah, I like making him Jarvis that way. It's not a, it's not a cheat, and you don't got to worry about him aging. You mm-hmm. yeah, and you just you could have that snark and that character without sullying the end of Endgame. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to see how the box office continues to do. Not that Marvel's just gonna fail, but you know he was the poster boy mm-hmm. for the MCU, and we'll have to see how it continues. Well, they're to go. losing all of their poster boys. Yeah. I mean, two of them are gone. So we'll have to see, you know, how it starts going, and then they start saying, "Oh, maybe we can get <laughs> Iron Man back here." But you, you know, got to replace all their main characters. MCU stands from the M stands for Menudo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just interchangeable. It's like, boop, boop, boop. So I mean, in this shell game, and this isn't like Robert Downey Jr. is like, "Yeah, I'm signed up for the next three movies." I mean, he's just saying anything can happen. He's hinting at yeah. the fact as I think they, I think when the Spider Man thing happened, they were scrambling. They're yeah. like, oh, we got to figure out a way to fix this. So there, I have a feeling there may be something in place if they had to use it. 
But I mean, sure, Robert Downey Jr. is like, yeah, that dude little movie's gonna bomb. So that maybe. movie? Did you go yesterday, Tom? To what? I'm just curious. Do little? No, I did okay. not. Did you? No, I. Paul? No. I no. thought about it and then I thought again. <laughs> but that movie looks atrocious. If we're gonna make fun of cats, I mean, at least these people, at least these animals look like animals. <laughs> Fair and not, and not humanoid animals. Fair, but <laughs> animals from the ni- early like 1990s. I will CG. take a, I will take a 1990s CG elephant <laughs> over what I saw in Cats any day of the week. Yeah, but it's bad, and I mean it's a January release. Yeah, with Robert Downey Jr. doing who knows what accent. Like it looks <laughs> isn't it weird so that bad. like Robert Downey Jr. is kind of doing the the Johnny Depp thing, but at the same time we're just kind of like yeah, but. You know, you haven't punched your girlfriend in the face, so allegedly we'll allow. Okay, apparently she was abusing him. So. Sure, sounds like sounds like something an abuser would say. Well, mm-hmm. just saying. Okay, so uh, I don't know if if that will happen, but something that I found interesting was Brad Pitt. Apparently, he said he reveals the reaction to Seven's twist ending was not what he expected. What, does that what mean? did he expect? So, so he says, okay, if you remember, the movie ends. They flick on the lights, and I look at people, and they're just kind of slowly getting up from their seats. Oh, and no you one's mean like talking. the audience? Yeah. Then they just kind of disappear from the screening. <laughs> I remember just looking at Fincher and going, oh my god, what the F did we do? What happened? What's going on? I thought that S was great. So I, But I mean, I remember watching that movie, and I thought it was amazing. I didn't see it in theaters, but I watched it on D Sure. I do you remember like outrage over the end? I didn't. And I don't think it was no. outrage. I think it was. I think people felt That's a gut punch of an ending. Yeah, yeah it, they, it's a they're, great ending. They're I, she- but they're shell shocked. It's not the ending that sends you out in the in the streets going, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah right, that was right. amazing." Because like the good guys didn't win. Yeah. No. and so like they, the a, good guys doubly lost. Right, and also think about like when that movie came out and you had a major motion picture with two. Big actor. Was he a big actor at that point? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was oh he? yeah. Oh yeah. Nineties, mid nineties. This yeah. is like, yeah, that I, came out like what, like ninety seven? I believe so. Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. So, I guess I thought it was earlier than that. Yeah. No. So you're yeah. after what? Legends of the Fall for and, sure. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So okay. Interview um, with the Vampire. Yeah. So no, he's Thelma definitely Louise. he's definitely oh. a big actor. Yeah. But for a major motion picture to end on such a downbeat was. Oh, yeah. I mean that is virtually unheard of. I think the biggest reaction among the people I saw it with was, did you see that coming? No, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. But I saw that a coming. great ending, and the movie is excellent, and I just, I just, since I wasn't around the theaters at that time, I didn't remember what the chatter was, but when I saw that headline, I'm like, oh, I didn't. I could, I could definitely see them sitting in the back of the theater, and everybody's kind of like, it's silent. I mean, the ending is not a fun ending. What's yeah. in it's the not, box? Yeah, what's and, in then, the box? and then if, once you figure out what's in the box, yeah. and Look at, you, look at you tiptoeing around what happened in a movie 20 plus years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a show called Real Spoilers. I, know, I, feel, I don't I like feel, to spoil I feel like everybody any, has seen some. I don't like to point. spoil anything but the okay. movie of the day. Well, here's what was in the box Goop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> a candle that Ugh. smells like a vagina. <laughs> oh, goodness. Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new movie, yeah. has over a $200 million budget. God. I mean, his movies usually. he he. He's notorious for coming in under budget. Like the guy does not spend a lot of <laughs> what money. Was, what was the budget I if know, he came right? under budget? <laughs> What's was that? Four hundred million dollar movie? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying before. I mean, Christopher <laughs> Nolan is known as a guy who he's very. You know, he does a lot of practical. He doesn't do a lot of CG stuff, but he does minimal takes and he knows what he wants. He maps out the whole thing before he films. And so he he almost all his movies come in under budget. And so, yeah, two hundred million dollar budgets big for him. I feel uh, like, I feel uh, like that, a budget that size without Batman. 
It's a ballsy Yeah, it's move. a huge thing. But I mean, he's made Warner a lot of money. You know? what, yeah. is, what is the movie? I don't Nobody know. knows. It's a, it's a sci-fi spy thriller it's movie. not tied into inception wasn't that the rumor at one point is that like it's in the I inception mean, verse people because the posters had buildings in them so it's oh, like, I'm <laughs> never mind. That's a, are you serious yes oh. people said oh it's the same no. but even so, if it was would you care no like i mean i liked inception but i didn't i'm not like oh i, mean, I need a sequel right yeah especially no, yeah, 10 years but later no right. no one knows anything about it really but it's uh i but, do love that movie but it's though. not a biopic oh, yeah. of former cia director george Tennant. it is not <laughs> not a 200 million dollar biopic <laughs> that i couldn't figure out um, what they do with the other 199 million <laughs> but it's uh is it john david washington yeah. is that yeah. craft services or, uh, was on yeah. point <laughs> but so it's got denzel's son and i'm sure it will have nolan's you know cast oh, of players no, he no always doubt. puts you know if uh, tom hardy doesn't doesn't show up I'm gonna in a mask pissed. i'm gonna be pissed with his yeah, face cover that's course. pretty much yeah if i can't understand his garbled dialogue what's the point <laughs> so i'm i'm interested to see what a 200 million dollar budget on a movie that doesn't look like it's some super what was the budget CG on inception I feel I like that it. was a massive yeah. movie. I bet it was like a hundred. I bet okay. it wasn't anywhere right. that much more. And uh, the last thing I have is Star Trek Four. Noah Hawley was brought on to direct, and uh, oh. he wants a new cast. He wants to take away <laughs> the all-star popular cast that they currently have and start over. Noah Hawley is the Fargo guy. Yeah, he does Fargo TV. Okay, which yeah. is coming back in a couple of months. I yeah, just saw the trailer with Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, like I know the third in, move Inception's budget was 160 million dollars. Oh, oh, 160. Okay, okay. wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that's it was that big. 10 years ago, yeah, so no, that makes sense then, yeah, I guess. Maybe big. 200 isn't so much after right. that. Maybe it, maybe it's the actors really. I mean, I know there was some CG, but there were a lot there's of a actors. A lot of CG so. in that movie. You know, the thing with Star Trek, I thought they had a really great idea with Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. That's what 4 was supposed to be. The idea was to go oh, back in time, was to have them get Kirk's dad, and get Hemsworth and Pine in a Star Trek movie, and then it went from that to Tarantino, and then he I thought Tarantino out. was doing his own thing. I thought it wasn't supposed to be 4. Tarantino was just doing his Maybe. Own. I, well, whatever, but the next, I guess he's not going to be doing it. You oh. know, whatever the next was going to be. So they're going back to save the whales again? <laughs> no. So it's well, they of, are still in danger. Yeah. But it's like it's a shame that you know JJ does what JJ does. He rebooted that franchise, made a ton of money with those first two movies. The third one still made money. Just wasn't third one. Third one was actually better than the second one. I I like them all. That's honestly, the ju- I've enjoyed just, them all. But the I think the, one. I think the problem is you a Star Trek guy. No, you no, a Star Trek hell guy. Hell no. And that's the problem. Yeah. Is the non Star Trek people I think are enjoying them. I think it's the Star oh. Trek people that because they 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 bulked up on action. Yeah, and. St- Star Trek was never about but, that. Yeah, that's but fair. who are you going to get more? That's like saying MCU, the non-comic book people like them. But the, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many more non-Star Trek people. Right. Like, they br- well, JJ brought Star Trek to the masses. Okay, but, the, but, but he didn't is the problem, is that there's a cap on how much money a Star Trek movie will make, and they figured out yeah. that what they're doing is they're making these movies more mass appeal, but they're not appealing to masses. And mm. so they're like... If that's, weird... gonna, if that's going to be the case, then we might as well scale back down and give a the lower budget and give the fans, the diehard fans, what they want because right. there's a cap on how much. And it's the same thing they found with Star Trek in the '80s. Is they thought that they could turn this into into a Star Wars franchise, and they found out really quick that that's not the case. It, that there was just a cap on how many people would go to a Star Trek movie. There was a perception of. There's so much backstory and so much mythos that I'm not going to be able to follow it and that I might like Star Wars, but Star Trek is for nerds. And, sure. and like there was all all that baggage attached to it. And these movies that they thought should have been making, 
you know, 100 or $150 million. We're capping out at 75 or 80. And they were, and they finally were just like, look, this is what you're going to do. And that's okay. But if that's all you're going to do, then we're only going to budget you at this, which is why, you know, you hear stories about the Shatner and them talking about how, like, the stitching was coming out of the uniforms because they were just, they would just put them in storage and then pull them back out. They wouldn't make new ones. Or, and, you know, yeah. Shatner would put on 30 Well, pounds. there was probably yeah. that as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember showing my daughter Wrath of Khan, yeah. which is arguably one of the two better. The only, yeah. one, there are only That's two, two good right? early That's three. movies. That's Star Trek Two. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it two? Okay. Yeah, and she didn't, she'd never seen a Star Trek TV show. She certainly hadn't seen that first movie, which was terrible. The but first I showed her this news, one. Yeah. I showed her this one because I thought, well, she'll be, she'll be into it. And as I'm watching it with her, I was like, well, she won't get that part. <laughs> okay, she doesn't understand this relationship. And she, she did not like it all that much. Yeah. I mean, it was like, that. how was that? Fine, Dad. You know, it was like, cool. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay, you showed me that. Thanks for humoring yeah. me. But she didn't know the history exactly, right. like you're saying. Yeah, that's why I think that first one was as successful as it was, is because you didn't know, need to know anything. Well, and I think people thought it was a jumping on point, right? And I and I and I think that's why you saw diminishing returns, even though it was good and I enjoyed it. I think that a lot of people were just like, oh, but it's still kind of like the same thing, not what I like. And and but the second you know, one made more money, so the first one made three hundred eighty-five million worldwide. And then uh, Into Darkness made four hundred and sixty-seven million, almost a hundred million more. And then the third one still made money. It uh, it was three forty-three million, so just a little bit less than the first, but you know, still almost three hundred and fifty million. So I, I get that that third one maybe scared him away, but well, yeah, well, and it got money. a lot of backlash too. It was yeah. also like, oh, they got the guy from Fast and Furious to direct it. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that odd? You're talking about a movie that made $343 million and it's people in Hollywood went, I don't think we should make I know, another one of those. It's so weird. <laughs> you know, but, but to Tom's point, it's like Star Wars movies are a guaranteed billion dollars. Right. Yeah. Right? And so Star Trek has made three now and they're, for all intents and purposes, good. Like they're right. critically good. Audiences are enjoying them, but they can't even crack $500 million worldwide. Yep. And a Star Wars is just like, boom, you know it's making right. a million. Will it make two billion? I'm sorry, billion. Will it make two billion? That's the question. That's the question. But if you set the bar that high, we're not going to make a movie unless it's going to beat Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. But yeah. I think that's where they come in and they say, okay, we'll make a Star Trek movie, but we're not going to make a $150 or $200 million Star Trek movie. Right. But we will make an $80 million yeah. Star Trek movie. Yeah. yeah, that's why Tarantino, if they're going to scrap the first three, which, right. were good, uh, which were a good reboot, then do the weird Tarantino thing because you know it'd be so different. Yeah, and, that, and how many people would come in to see a Tarantino just Star from Trek the movie? Potential trade wreck. <laughs> you know, I just I think that it's really a shame that we won't see what that is. I mean, it could have been bad. For John Travolta is James T. Kirk. Oh, jeez. How, how do you get spurting blood from a phaser shot? <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure it out. So, any other news? That's all I got. That's not, I got cool. No. Well, in that case, I guess let's uh, turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin I do Tom and it's one of those weekends where the movie of the day is the highest grossing film 37 million dollars this weekend and uh, that's in week three because it's wide release uh, it's already made you know a few million dollars people, on either coast people love their war movies I didn't realize underwater in, made that much money in January <laughs> oh yeah, it's a. Tr- I mean, it's a trend. It the uh, was American Sniper the first one or was no, it the Mark Wahlberg? It was one? the Mark Wahlberg oh, Lone Survivor. one. Soul, yeah, Soul's, Lone Survivor, Soul Survivor, Lone, Lone Survivor, Lone Survivor, oh. Lone Survivor and then American <laughs> <Yeah>. Sniper, <laughs> and then uh, what was the one the next year? Uh, was that the thirteen? Oh, 13 there was thirteen hours? Hours. thirteen hours. I think thirteen hours was. I don't remember that being a January. Maybe that was more February. It was in first quarter. Yeah, but I thought that was before American Sniper. 
No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Did you ever see the Iraq War movie, The Wall? No. No. Two Marines are stuck behind a wall. A sniper is shooting at them. This completes the entire plot of the movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you guys never saw it. <laughs> was it so it was not good. I mean, those movies, I mean, what about, uh, like, movies. Buried? Yeah. I mean, there are movies that take place yeah, in Yeah, Buried, Black Hawk uh, Down. The Tom Hardy driving and talking on a cell phone. Uh, yep. Drive? No. 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 But, I mean, was it, it was something... The hell? Lock. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are some movies where the performance, and it's so well written that, oh, this, I mean. this 1917. I mean, it's two. Oh, no, no, no. It's it, not the same thing we're talking about. But what I'm saying is it's, you're focused on two dudes. I know, but Yeah, but you saw like, just I know, I, 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 I hear not, you. No, totally. I hear you. I hear <laughs> I this is the opposite of those <laughs> movies yes. in production could, value. Could I mention the wall there? There's two guys hanging out yeah. and a sniper you never see in the distance. The budget is so low, you only see one side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, 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 you're joking, but you're not wrong. <laughs> how is that wall standing up? I don't understand. I don't get it. But yeah, it's it's been a trend where they figured out that sweet spot. Scott Mendelson, who writes for Forbes, he was doing some box office analysis on the movies uh, and uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, Lone Survivor. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. I wonder if that was a January. He mentioned that was that's been twenty years. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, Black Hawk Down came out. uh, Yeah, two thousand one. Okay, and then what was the month? December twenty eighth. So probably I, limited. Right, so it was but so probably to, limited. Close yeah. to January. Okay, so maybe. Yeah. Okay, so that's in St. Louis. It was January. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought because in his article he says, as was the case in 2002, 2013, 2014, and 2015, the first big hit of the new year is a big war movie. So that's why I thought right. that was relevant. So they've been doing this for a while, but really it was that Lone Survivor yep. that at least reinvigorated that idea, and then American Sniper. Oh yeah. Um, and so Plastic Baby. It's because the holidays are over. You're you're done fighting with your family. And you want to see a war movie? There you go. We're going to see fighting. We'll Let's see, see fighting. Blood. So thirty-nine, almost forty million dollars, uh, and that's just domestic. Of course, uh, I believe it came out a couple. I think in the UK it came out first. I'm not. Does that sound right? Uh, I'm trying to look at the stupid new box office thing that we have. Um, no, maybe it's not out yet. It says thirteen point nine. I think it's out. I, th- I think it came out overseas. It says worldwide is the same as the domestic oh, total. Right. Um, I think so it only got the L.A. and New York treatment in December. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess it's coming out at the same time. So we'll have to wait on the worldwide totals. But almost forty million dollars uh, right now, currently, and that's just after a few million uh, the previous two weeks. So doing really well. Uh, if you want to know for the percentage, it's a five thousand eight hundred ninety percent increase <laughs> for those of you following it along at home. But uh, yeah, so we'll get into that one next episode. Number two, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker with $14.8 million. It's a 57% drop up to 477.9. We'll call it 478 domestic. Ooh, bold move. Uh, I believe, I believe it is crossing. It hasn't yet before this weekend, but I believe this weekend or next week it's going to cross the billion dollar worldwide. Okay. But I mean, you know, as far as these big hits go, we talk about them that these MCU movies, uh, The Force Awakens, you know, a billion dollars was easy. How close we'll get to two? That's the question. And this is just barely going to cross the I don't billion. Think it's, uh, maybe one five on the on the high I don't, end. I don't I, think so. Really, honestly, I, I'm overshooting. I'm that thinking one. like one, one one. I mean, if yeah, they're maybe. lucky. So I mean, because look, we're we're this far into it. You know, a few weeks into it. And right. It's wait know, wait till the next one with Captain Nice. nice callback so anyway that one is uh it will make a billion dollars it is making money but uh people have kind of fizzled out on that and that's why i think if you listen to our last podcast 
I think it's time to re you know reboot new characters. Just let People it sit. are kind of don't even do anything with it. Just let it sit for a little bit. Not with the Skywalker, certainly. I just I mean just, Star Wars in general. Just let Star Wars sit for a minute. Forgive it like a, two years. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think they'll ever let it sit that long. They'll release <laughs> something. Maybe. Yeah, you the know? Mandalorian season yeah. two. Don't they have a theme park to promote? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they got yeah. a lot of stuff going on. But anyway, so, you know, still making money, but not as much as people predicted. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens in the future with the franchise. Number three, Jumanji, the next level. This thing just will not go away. $12.9 million, a 51% drop, but that is at $256 million domestic. And overseas, almost $400 million. The rock so, sells, baby. I know. That so does. Yep. we're getting up to that uh, over $625 million worldwide before the estimates are in for the weekend. So it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, who, who do you think has been in movies that have made more money, The Rock or Harrison Ford? You know, I think I would have said Harrison Ford or Jeff Goldblum, maybe. I mean, you count the Star Wars movies, like especially the new ones. I mean, yeah. that, but The Rock has a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, but The Rock didn't have a lot until like the f- that Fast Five. But Harrison Ford was making movies back when movies didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, or do you remember just back, wasn't it like Jurassic World where they're like, the first movie to make a billion dollars or whatever. Like there was, or I guess Titanic did first. What was it? The first, I can't remember what it was, but like, you know, movies didn't used to make that much no, money. And now true. we're like, oh, what a failure. $500 million. <laughs> which like, that's a ton yeah, of money. Right, but right, they're right. not considered successes until you reach that, that new benchmark, which is insane. It's funny. I was, there's a, wrestling here's the only wrestling corner they're talking about the ratings mm-hmm. and like the raw in 1997 drew like a 2.6 and now they're just like they would kill for a one for a for a 2.6 like oh, if, well, if they yeah. got a 2.6 to yeah. in 2019 yeah. no one watches live tv it's, yeah it's all streaming they would so, love a, t- yeah. a 2.6 it's it's t- like, we well, talked yeah. about it earlier tv's not the same way it was so even if you throw in raiders of the lost ark three times <laughs> <laughs> i mean no seriously i guess I there mean, was a time when harrison yeah. ford was the first person to be in 10 movies that had made over 100 million dollars yeah and now that doesn't even mean anything who the highest grossing right. film actor of all time is Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson, because he's been in so oh, many. Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> he, he was in <laughs> Star exactly, Wars movies, and those yeah. days still made decent money. Yeah, so. do you count him in uh, Rise of Skywalker? Mm, I mean, I, I wouldn't, but... That I wouldn't. But I think he yeah. won without it, so... <laughs> Ask his agent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you count it. <laughs> I wonder how much you get paid for one voice clip at the end of a movie. It's you not know, like, his voice. It's, they just clipped it from uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> like, it's not... He, he's like, <laughs> I'm not going to pay him, though. Oh, I guess yeah. that's true, yeah. Don't Man, Alec, Alec Guinness did. Remember yeah. that? Uh, oh, yeah. When, he, when yeah. he talked to Ray and they used his voice to make it sound like whatever the three Obi- words that he said. Yeah, it was... It wasn't Obi. It wasn't. He said Ewan Ray. He, he no. Well, no. They they used Alec Guinness's voice and they cut it together to make it sound like Alec Guinness said either just Ray or something Ray. But, uh, but they actually clipped him together. He had told Luke, "Don't get one of those things that floats. Get a stingray." <laughs> <laughs> and they took Ray. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. And they also used the stingray line in Mark Hamill's Corvette Summer. There you there go. You go. Very good. Perfect. So anyway, old guy reference. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jumanji Don't allow it because it's about Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah right. It's, 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 it's literally grandfathered in. <laughs> yes. It's cross promotion. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so, a lot of money for Jumanji. Number four, Like a Boss, open to $10.2 million. And Woo! did you see that one, Tom? I did not. Okay. Anybody see it? I heard it's not too good, but I'm not sure what you were expecting. But I mean, you know, it's Tiffany Haddish, it's Rose Byrne, it's Selma Hayek. Uh, My problem with it is, you know, I don't like to watch trailers, but I get stuck in the theater sometimes. And this trailer, I swear, is like a seven-minute trailer. Yeah. 
every just went on and on. Enti- uh-huh. It does every plot point. So I feel like everyone's already seen the movie. It's like so, she gets they get their company back, and then the bad guy gets it in the end. Yeah, or All becomes right. their friend. Or, or, I mean, yeah, I there's, there's like two outcomes that could she be. gets sent to jail for ruining their entire identity, and then they become friends at the end of the movie. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, not getting good reviews and ten point two million dollars, which. I mean, comedies don't usually have a huge budget, but you've got some star power there. So I don't. Oh, twenty nine million is the budget. That's a kind of high. So okay. Ten million, but you, you have some star power. I think is the Do, Tiffany Haddish. De- Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, I was like Rose Byrne is in this. Yeah. I mean, as Salma much as Hayek is Salma Hayek and Tiffany Haddish, Haddish are probably yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. starring Rose Byrne as Leslie Mann. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get Leslie Mann. Can yeah. we get the gal from the other gal from Bridesmaids? <laughs> but I mean. You know, Rose Byrne's been in some great stuff, and I really sure. like Rose Byrne. She's great in gro- not grown ups. Uh, yeah, nobody was great. In nobody grown-ups. was great in grown ups. Just to be clear, she's the she's the wife in she's the in neighbors. Neighbors, mm-hmm. that's what it was. She's an yeah. instant family, yeah, which was really she's good. She's sinister. Um, she's but she's been around for a long time. She, not, she's she's not sinister. She could be. I don't know. She's in the movie sinister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we for, please yeah. issue a retraction. Yeah, Rose Byrne is not yeah, necessarily right. sinister. I would say Leanne has a friend that looks just like her, like creepy don't say anything more no, yeah. you better stop that <laughs> so uh yeah like a boss 10 on a 30 million dollar budget just mercy also opened wide this weekend 10 million dollars uh it opened on either coast to get that awards money good movie yeah yeah, yeah. i it in this at the st louis international film festival last november it won the audience choice for best movie of yeah. the festival so it, it, there was applause at the end of the screening when wow. i went to see it yeah Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, those guys draw a crowd, and it's a good story about a a civil rights lawyer named Brian Stevenson, real-life guy, who I happened to see last year when he came to the St. Louis Speaker Series at Powell Hall. Oh, okay. And I'd never heard of this guy, and he's like a hero. He's gotten like hundreds of people off of death row who were innocent. Oh, wow. He got him exonerated. Yeah, just to be clear, who were innocent. Yeah, let's... Yeah, 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 thank you. Because the other way, he's not a hero at all. No, No, he's a terrible person. He's a monster. (laughs) The glove doesn't fit. (laughs) You must acquit. Yeah, but that's a jail escape movie, not not a courtroom drama like this one, and it's really well done, and uh, Brie Larson's in it. I'll say, yeah. And Kevin, you'll like this. It's made by, I think his name is... Oh, Daniel, who's the guy who made Short Term 12? Because he directed this also. Oh, really? I, yeah. d- I really like Short Term 12. With Bri- with that Brie makes Larson. sense that Brie Larson's in it. Yeah. That's the first time I ever saw Rami Malek, too, and probably most people saw Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. That little art house movie. Short Term 12, if you haven't seen it, I've said it before on this podcast. Yeah, but you recommended it to me, and you were right. That was, oh, you feel like, good. I'm yeah. glad. Did that come out at the same time as The Spectacular Now? It was in that like era, in same, 2012, 2013. What was the Sam Rockwell Steve Carell, those way, were both, way back. The, the yeah, way, way the back. Way, yeah. If you haven't seen, these are just movie recommendations, yeah. especially yeah. if you're doing the challenge. The Way, Way Back yep. is Spectacular Now. Spectacular Now, Miles Teller. That's the yeah. last time he was good. That's the... That's, no, no Whiplash. Whiplash. Not Whiplash. at all. Yeah. 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 And that was, uh, that was the movie I saw where I was like, this guy will be a movie star. No, you saw Project X. Yeah. Oh, that's and true. And you said it was bad, but that guy is yeah. going to be a star. Okay. Like, he's yeah. the Tom Hanks of yeah. this generation. I remember it because you hated that movie. I enjoyed I like, it. But I like the him. Dumb, but you said that. And I yeah. always remember that because yeah. you were right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't want to toot your horn too much. And we talked oh, about this last episode. Oh, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but the spectacular now, with uh, that's Shailene Woodley yep. and Miles Teller fantastic film yep. like it is incredible and then yeah the way way back uh steve carell and sam rockwell are in it playing against type. characters yep. i believe that's the one where they each got the script and is wanted that... to play the other one and yeah. so they, they true detective did yeah they were written yeah. for the guy for each mm-hmm. of them to play to their strengths rockwell was supposed typical. to be the jerk and uh yeah. 
Steve Carell's supposed to be the nice guy. And, and like, they switched oh, it, give it a flip-flop. and it's so good. Yeah, really, yeah. really excellent movie. The, the director of Just Mercy is Destin Daniel Cretton. Oh, okay. Yeah, not D- Cretton. DDC. <laughs> DDC. <laughs> yeah. With Daniel Day Lewis retired, there's room for another DD. D- sure. <laughs> yeah, there was room before, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, stop it, <laughs> Joe. Can't stand Daniel Day Lewis. Nope. One of the greatest actors to ever live. Yeah, let's take, let's take uh, it down a notch. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually surprising because it's like, why? He just bothers me. I don't <laughs> we like all his, have our things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like a subject yeah. everybody loves that we yeah. can't. But that's I'm, the thing. It's like that. my version of that, Stanley Kubrick. Interesting. Like his movies are just so sterile sure to me wow. I, you are that, not wrong I then I'm just like, that's, a, that's a great way to describe his like movies. i recognize that like what you're doing is difficult to do and you do it very well and i have really no desire to see this again oh, i <laughs> love the much. technical yeah. aspects i'll be mean, talking about the movie that we're gonna talk about in oh the technical yeah, aspects. Yeah, yeah i mean kubrick with just his symmetry and the way that he filmed and uh, i mm-hmm. just yeah yeah but i get it i mean some people <laughs> just don't like it yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. All right, yeah, well, that, that very good. Good uh, for you. <laughs> number six, Little Women, still making a, uh, quite a bit of money. Seven point eight million. That's seventy four million dollars. So, hey, you know who didn't like that movie? Who? Slappy McGee. On the, on <laughs> yeah, the, on the board. You can go read that comment. Woo! But but, yeah. he, but he's read the book and he said that it's a great novel and he loves Greta Gerwig. Are you Slappy McGee? No. I just okay. read it. Is that your sock puppet account? <laughs> I just I just read it no, earlier. I, I, so I, I just like he makes some wonderful points in his review. But I've never seen a reviewer be so eloquent in the way he used his words. His <laughs> punctuation was on point. Yeah, I loved his review. I loved everything about it. <laughs> so, but but he, but to, just to you know, he's not saying like, "Hey, I'm Slappy McGee and I hate movies about women." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. he, He's like, "I read the book. It's one of the great novels." Greta Gerwig's a great writer director. I mean, he goes on to say he likes all the. And he says the performances are wonderful. He says that the movie's not bad. You know, the performances save it. He didn't it, really care for the playing with the timeline. Like, which, which I liked because I otherwise liked, but I don't... I get why someone would. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, we've seen Little Women be told many times, right? And so I liked they started in the middle and did flashbacks. Like, to me, that was what made me more interested in it. Aside from, you know, I like the director, writer, and was, the actresses. Is it Winona Ryder? Was she in the... Like, yeah. So, in 94? 94, yeah. 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 Claire Danes. So I don't know. To me, it was like, let's take something and put it. And again, that modern twist on it because of the way they talk. And, uh, you know, it just I was very interested and intrigued by it. But for someone who's a I don't know if you'd say purist, but if he really likes the book and the more straight adaptations, I get how if that's one of your favorite or a beloved property to you, you don't like people messing with stuff. Right. Like, you know, if it ain't broke. So you can go read that. You're you're talking to a guy that has to sit through DCEU movies. Like they're terrible. And it's <laughs> like and I love the source material. Yeah, so that's true. Like, that's true. Man, that trailer. Well, for what? Birds of Prey. Oh, I haven't watched it. Holy I shit! Does it look as bad as I think the movie's going to be? Absolutely. Okay. Everything about that looks uh, awful. Awful. It, is just it just awful. me? And, and gra- if, just gr- not all uh, grading. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like, wow. is there a female equivalent of Axe Body Spray? <laughs> Seriously, though. But <laughs> if you're ex- if you're excited for the movie, more power to you. We all like different types of movies. But Man. what I said online was, it looks like they're trying so yes. hard. Yep. I just want to know if anyone else thinks that. When nope. I see oh, yeah. exactly like, what it the is. poster and the way that she talks, and every, I'm just like, oh, you're trying so hard to be trendy and hip. and It looks oh, atrocious. And edgy. Yeah, yeah. Edgy, that's what I mean. Yeah. And it's the equivalent of Judd Apatow movies and the cursing and the Rogan and you know mm-hmm. Goldberg writing and everything, and then someone being like, yeah, curse words are cool. <laughs> and they just throw a bunch of them on a the table and get actors that no one knows, but like they're saying curse words, yeah, and it's, it's edgy. Yeah, it's not... Uh... Um, 
I don't know. I'll watch. I mean, we'll, we'll all watch it. Oh, and, we don't have a choice because we have and, a podcast to do, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> and Margot Robbie's a great actor. Without question. Right? Without it, question. But I just, yeah, I, it's unfortunate. I think that character, when she was cast, we were all like, that's perfect casting. I don't know. Maybe a, a whole movie with her is just. It, but it's not like that. Uh, with her being the character. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. With, uh, maybe Harley Quinn in a whole movie. And the fact that she's the main character. So now you have to dial up that character's like quirkiness up they to want 11. Her, they want her to be Deadpool. They want her to be there. It is Deadpool. that exactly, mm-hmm. and so. But I here's the, the the problem is is that Ryan Reynolds for whatever reason it works. It yeah. works. Well, he's he, that lovable asshole. Yeah, he's built a career. That's true. On being yeah. a guy that can be such a smartass and say just like cutting like, but you're like, but he's he's so great, you know, like <laughs> you, you just that you can't help but to. <laughs> You're yeah. all right. Joe, so. when it comes to bad movies, is your attitude, look, you made me watch Cats. Well, yeah. That's the new. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> it, it was like back to back. So it was like it was like Black Christmas and then Cats. Yeah. Like back to back. I was like, oh, God. But you wanted to see Black Christmas. It's well, a horror ni- movie. Initially. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is true. I Going in, not, you were excited. Going I out, was, not so much. Um, I was so mad, man. Like I <laughs> so mad to the point where I was like, I'm just going to watch the original one. Yeah. So Little Women is uh, over $90 million on a $40 million budget. And uh, <laughs> we're not to the other new movie this week that we aren't reviewing so <laughs> if you thought we were reviewing underwater we're not and odd it's not i on did this. well <laughs> glad you enjoyed it so i didn't say that <laughs> number seven frozen 6.9 million a 42 percent drop that's up to almost 500 million dollars domestic so that's making all the money number eight underwater 6.5 million dollar opening yikes yeah I, rem- I saw a tweet where someone's like oh my god you know Kristen stewart in like sci-fi monsters and badass action what more could you ask for and someone quote tweeted and said tell me why this is being released in january <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was i don't think they responded but uh, it's like well, it's been on the shelf for a while yeah. too i thought because it's pre-canceled tj miller right so oh, is that what this is? It's been yeah. on the shelf. It's before ah. that even. Yeah, because I was just like, why would she work with him? Like, That's, I was so... thinking the same thing. And it's because. Yeah. It's pre the whole thing. Yeah. You know, right. I, I was just at one of the local comedy clubs the other night. I saw Dave Attell, who mm-hmm. was hysterical. Oh, and they've got so a, a poster up on the wall. T.J. Miller's coming, coming back. Yeah, he, he was his second was, time He was through. just here last year. Yeah. yeah. Really? He, so, yeah. It's all he's got left. It's he, stand-up club. His, yeah. his wife tried to get out in front of this thing, and it just, it was not a, like his wife put out a big old statement. Yeah. Did she know he was calling in threats on trains for women? Like that was just yeah. It was but the timeline of I don't Do you remember know that he called oh, yeah. in a fake bomb threat on a train because a woman wouldn't like talk to him. Like yeah. he was trying to flirt with her or something. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's dude? why he's not on. And Silicon. he was super drunk. Yeah, yeah. So how is this guy getting booked into comedy clubs? And more importantly, because, who's going to see him? Because he well, still sells tickets. Yeah, but people there's they all have. I mean, all the comedians that have this stuff they have redemption tours and people remember how funny they were and it's it's i never thought a, he was funny so he, but there's a crowd know, that will doesn't care what you do like they want to go see stand up and they think you're funny i thought he was go see it because they're like we can't let people shut us down yeah even if that person yeah. deserves to be shut down that's i think that's, he he was funny on that show because he was surrounded by funny people yeah the show got better when he was off it i don't Silicon disagree Valley. i yeah. wonder how much money i mean he probably I mean that show was on for a while, so I guess he probably got paid pretty well. He was he on was it doing for four seasons, four okay, maybe three. So I mean he's probably getting paid well. You know he's done a lot. He's done voices in Disney movies. Oh, like yeah. hopefully the guy has some money saved up because I don't think any. Did time. you do Disney movies? He did. He was he, in Trainer Dragon. Six. Oh, okay. Hero so, I six. Mean, yeah. yeah. No, I forgot you know. about that. That's what uh, but so the guy's got some money. Hopefully saved up. Hopefully. I guess mm-hmm. I shouldn't be that surprised. People still went to Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Louis C.K. Uh, when he plays clubs. That's what I was yep. going to say. That's the well, that's because like, Louis C.K. just jumps people's time. 
so he can. No, I mean no, he, he came to St. Big, Louis no. and sold yeah. out. I mean, but you know, that's the other one. Yes, I mean Louis C.K. Um, you know, Chris Hardwick's doing a tour, which I know he his name kind yeah, of yeah, but Hard- Hardwick kind of fixed that whole. thing. I get it, but yeah. that's but you know, there's still that. I mean, good if you know he shouldn't be canceled if nothing happened, but whatever, you right? Know? Uh, you know, I mean, like I don't want someone's livelihood to be taken away, especially if it's a false thing. But right. I don't know the whole story there. So, but that's the thing with comedians; they come back and do these tours and seem to sell tickets. It was a mess. It, it doesn't they, take much to sell out a comedy club. That's true. true. You, know, like, you know what I mean? Like if 50 you, seats, maybe. I mean, the, most oh, of those rooms that, sit but, two, no, 300. Two, 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 250, yeah. maybe. Yeah. This one. And so, you know, you figure if you were a movie star, you know, movie stars. If you've got a work. name, though. But if you yeah. had a name and yeah. you were in big movies. Those six shows, that's 1,500 people. Right. And there's probably some that are diehards that are going multiple nights. Yeah, that's like, true. You know what I mean? But so, he, do you think he gets paid up front and the club tries to sell beer and stuff to make it back? Like, uh, My guess is he's got some sort of guarantee. I would think he'd have a guarantee. Versus yeah. a, yeah. you know. They get a name like that in. They hope you buy all your booze. Right. Yeah. If you're a name and you're just getting the door after X number of years <laughs> yeah. in business, that's not good. Yeah. Well, but someone. Want, I think Louis C.K. normally does door deals. Oh, really? But he's always liked. He's so, but he's always. Yeah, but his tickets are his seventy-five tickets are high, to one hundred dollars. Yeah. Right, and he likes those sorts of even when he didn't have yeah, all the, the issues. T.J. Miller the is four ninety-nine with a Groupon. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, but uh, but yeah, like even then he was doing like I'll just make my own mo- movie and sell it on my oh, website sure, for five sure, bucks. Sure. Right. Keep all the money. Like he always yeah. has liked those DIY. kind of creative deals. You know. Yeah. So number nine. Sucks. Before you move off number eight, I've got to ask Joe to give me a little bit more about underwater because it looks to me like it's the abyss. With a real monster who hates people instead of the abyss, which is a nice monster which wants to save people. Uh, it's the abyss mixed with aliens. aliens. And like, that's the only way I could describe it. Wouldn't it wouldn't okay. be bad if it was shot in a way where you could see what was going on. Yeah, when they were all in the dark. With, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're in the bottom of the ocean. Very choppy yeah. and when yeah. when they get the reveal of like the big monster, and it was like, well, this could be cool if I knew what the flip was going on. Right, but I can't see, and it's almost like. I, th- I, th- I jokingly every time we would see a trailer, I'd tell Spath, I'd be like, you know, this is a Cloverfield movie, right? And he was like, no, it's not. And I like there was a moment where like the thing goes off, and I was like, it could be. Like I was totally <laughs> kidding, but like if we, I mean, w- when we reviewed the Cloverfield paradox, it was like that one big thing that goes off, and then all the monsters start coming out from wherever. But then they kept referencing this corporation. I was like, well, that has to be something. Well, like, if this no... movie was good, it'd be a Cloverfield movie. <laughs> yeah, right, right. they just tack it on well, there. Well, that wasn't... wasn't uh... Uh, no, there were a lot of movies that were Cloverfield movies that weren't good. Wasn't... <laughs> well, a quiet, a quiet Place was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie, wasn't it? I think it started off life as something like that, but... But yeah, it was not good. Yeah. So anyway, Spies in Disguise in uh, week three with $6.2 million, a 40% drop. And number 10, Knives Out in week seven, still making some money, $5.8 wow. 35% drop. That's up to $139 million domestic and 117 overseas. So it's over $250 million worldwide on a $40 million budget. Oh, good for that. So, yeah, good for Ryan Johnson. And that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Paul. You can find me at harrisonline.com. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts uh, so you never miss an episode. And our Patreon account, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers, five bucks a month, all sorts of bonus content, new stuff coming this week. So uh, that's it for this one. 
coming up on the next one, we will tackle 1917. Until then, you've been warned. 1917 is... Seven seconds! Filmmaking at its best. 1917 is... A visual miracle. 1917 is... The pure adrenaline hit. 1917 is... Piercingly alive. One, two, three. 1917 is the best picture of the year. 1917. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.